This is Jane Hardwick-Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series. I am Ayla Myra, your podcast host and story guide. Welcome to episode 20 of the Woman Craft Podcast and uh, we are joined with Gillian and she is from the far north Queensland and completed her School of Shamanic Woman Craft journey in 2018 and it's really interesting we're coming from a perspective of the eight seasons journey so it's spanned over the two years. Um, so we go into a lot of her work as a birth keeper and doula and just how that journey through the school really opened her up to this new path in life or, or her remembering as we say it. So yeah, dive in and enjoy this episode. Hi Gillian, biggest welcome to the Woman Craft Podcast. Um, really excited to have you. It's what are we on in the lunar cycle? We're on a last quarter moon, I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, nearing the solstice. So just feeling all that energy and sitting in that space. And yeah, pleasure to have you. Thank you, Ayla. It's so beautiful to be here. So feel really connected to you already as we journeyed together. And that was the eight seasons journey in 2018 with Tallulah. And so it's really good because I haven't had an eight seasons journey perspective yet on this podcast. So mm -hmm. the eight seasons is spread out over the course of two years um, as opposed to the one year for the four seasons. And, yeah, so I'd really love to just call in now um, if you can step back into that space in 2018 and what called you? Um, that's the, always a great question I love to ask people is what called you to this this work and to showing up to this journey and to the school? Yeah, um, it acts really beautiful to go back to that time. Um, I think what really called me was I had been called previously, you know, around 2016, but I had a small child and I knew it was something I needed to do but I didn't really even understand what it was. It was called shamanic womancraft, I mean shamanic midwifery at that time. Um, but I, yeah, in 2000, early 2018 I was called, I just knew I had to be there. I didn't even know what it was. I just signed up and set forth on a journey that I knew I had to take. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so how was it stepping into the first gathering? What um, was arising in your life at the time? And yeah, how was that moment for you? Yeah, really interesting because I'm I live in Cairns, and um, so it was a really big commitment for me to um, do the course, a lot of travel and financial commitment. But somewhere I knew it was just what I had to do, and I remember um, being so so excited to go. But also, um, I remember talking to some girlfriends on the morning when I was in Mullumbimby and going into the course, I was like, I don't think I'm smart enough to do this or I'm not spiritual enough and I had all of this stuff arising and, um, yeah, that that's what was really present for me is just not, not feeling like I was important enough or good enough to go into doing, doing this course, yeah. <laughs> mm, so... Excited to, so excited to arrive and... Um, to realise that everyone was going through something similar as well. Yeah. And how, in just calling into that first gathering, so the drum making and um, that process around that, how did you find that in relation to your birth story um, and that connection around that feeling of not being smart enough or, you know, yielded to be sitting in that space how how did that relate to that first process that you went through at the gatherings yeah that was really amazing that process because I'd always wanted to have a medicine drum but my connection with you know what I thought the medicine drum came from the Native American um, culture and I just felt like I didn't have enough connection there so it always blocked that within myself so I was so excited to be allowed to make a drum for my, you know, for my own use. And um, but I also was, it was such a. Do you remember that when we were called into that space and the energy that was created there was just so magical and potent mm. of us all gathering together with our hides. Um, I just remember feeling like I'd definitely come home and I definitely knew how to do this and it was something that I'd actually done before at some point but the yeah working with the my birth was um really major because I um just I was also working with my births that I'd had of my children as well and so I'd had three home births and always wanted to have a free birth but I'd never sort of yeah never created that um, so when it was time for me to make my drum, I went off by myself and, um, yeah, that was really amazing because I just, I didn't even need to read the instructions. I followed my instinct and really felt really safe to do that. And, um, yeah, making that drum was such an incredible experience. It really helped me to get my voice having that drum. It opened something up in me, just cracked me wide open in so many different ways and it still does now um, playing drum and helping other people make drums as well at the moment so, yeah. yeah one thing I do remember and you still are was pretty epic woman crafter with fabrics and your henna and that whole flow of just seeing you grow from that experience that we spent together and 
just reflecting on like that birthing of a drum and now how you use that with your craft how how like that sort of it leaving that first gathering what was those moments like for you what was like you know coming home and back to the reality of you know normal life I guess (laughs) how was that for you in that integration time yeah it's always leaving each gathering was always a massive integration but I I just remember feeling like there'd been such a massive change in that first gathering and I, I suppose I was just thinking holy shit like what what is going to happen to me in the next two years you know like where is this actually leading and just feeling myself expanding and starting to speak up and to sing you know and really let my voice flow um yeah it was you know it was a it was a journey in in opening but I do remember that each gathering coming back into my life was um yeah it would be a bit shaky but also really empowering and I was really well received too by my family and friends um because they could see the change in me and feel the change so deeply Mm. and in the span of the you know the the flow of the two years it's um you know I guess you could look at it and go wow that's a long time but um for me it just it felt like you know that longing to gather again but also the appreciation of the space in between and feeling that connectivity between us all how did you find that did you yeah that was I love because I'm away in Cairns and I didn't have any physical connection with anyone else in the circle in between our gatherings I often would get to a point where I'd be like oh wow I just I need to actually go now not in a month's time but I also really appreciated the time and space I had to do the work and the study and integrate things into my life where previously in my life I'd really pushed myself in my um, self-development I I was had put myself under a lot of pressure to change and and in you know move move myself but I found with the space in between our gatherings I was able to really sit in what I was learning and actually really um, feel it in my body you know like experience it in a way rather than just have it having it in my mind and knowing things I was actually feeling that in my body and integrating in that way so that that was really important for me and I realized that that's how I learn and I might be I might learn a bit more slowly than other people and that's okay but I need to learn it with my body as well as in my head yeah Mm. And did you find it easy just to, you know, to drop in each time as the gatherings progressed and as your work increased too around, you know, what you were doing at home? And mm. Yeah, I, you know, the, the work I was doing at the time, I was working as a receptionist in a naturopathic clinic and I'd been in this very comfortable little job that I, you know, I just liked um, for quite a few years so I was, that was like a bit of a baseline for me as I went through Shamanic Womancraft course. And, um, but I, 
as we journeyed with that, I could feel that shifting and, and knowing that there was somewhere different for me to be and, you know, different work for me to be doing. So, yeah, that was shifting each time I went down and, and I was getting stronger and stronger messages each time that things were changing. And I was calling in that change as well. But, you know, it was really got really uncomfortable at some points where I knew if I didn't make the change, something else would, you know, the universe would change it for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pulling me out of that comfortable weekly wage kind of stability that I had. And, um, yeah, and, and also navigating, um, stepping into my new work, doing my old work, my new work, and, Look, being with my family and also spending a fair bit of time away going down to um, the course. It was a, yeah, I began to be able to juggle more things and feel the importance of my new work in a gradual way. Yeah, yeah so leading into that um, and especially with, with your work as a birth worker, how did you feel connected to being nurtured when you were going through the journey and how do you feel the school supported that? I just, there's such an amazing and beautiful safe space that's created and gathering each few months and being with the similar faces and hearing the stories of the other women um, and, and how things were um, changing and unraveling for them in their lives created such a beautiful bond, you know, and just knowing about each other's lives in really deep ways really helped helped me to navigate my life as well. And I think that it's just it's that cauldron that is created, that space, and we're all putting in everything we have, you know, and sharing so deeply. Um, if there's just so much love and acceptance. Like I felt so accepted for who who I really was, you know, not who I thought I needed to be. And that was, for me, the deepest healing, um, just being allowed to be who I actually am was really empowering and, um, yeah, and allowed my gifts to come forth, you know, um, I just felt really nurtured, so nurtured, like never before in my whole life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just really feeling into that too when you had that come up with, um, you know, not being smart enough and just feeling into what you just said then. It's like that allowing you the space to get that out of the way and then just feel all those feelings of being nurtured and safe and allowed to explore what that is and that connection to that in yourself. Yeah. And it really changed my reality about what being smart is. You know, like I I was so conditioned to think that being smart is going to uni and not that I'm against being academic, but I'm just not academic. You know, I'm smart in other ways and I'd always judge myself so heavily for not being academic because my the gifts that I have are different, you know, and um, and it was really beautiful to be recognised 
for the gifts that I have and how they're equal to other gifts that people have. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can really feel into that one with you and just that um, kind of like you, like you said before, we started recording the cult of the expert, right, where we feel like we have to do all these things. And for me, it was just hiding behind various certificates and degrees and not feeling like I was good enough unless I had all those things and then realising I had those things and I still had this feeling. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know, the funniest thing is that now I can't stop studying. Like I've just, I'm so into it. I've got all these courses I'm doing and I'm just so excited because I realise I can study whatever I want, like whatever turns me on and whatever yes. fulfills me. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Yeah. It really excites me. <laughs> mm. What a beautiful opening that's come from that. Yeah. Yeah. So leading into your work as a birth worker yeah. with Zamama, um, tell me a bit about that and I'd love you to just explore and go into like your last gathering and then how it's kind of grown from there into what you're doing now and your offerings. Yeah, the um, I remember our last gathering and feeling so close to everyone there and just feeling this real excitement about stepping out into the world um, but also huge sadness around us not gathering together, you know. And, I mean, as it turns out, I think we're – are we two years gone nearly since we um, – had our last gathering, something like that. Yeah. I still yeah. feel as close to everyone that I, as I did back then. So there's not been no love lost in that time, but it, I think it was just the fear of not having that physical connection. And I do, you know, I do feel a bit isolated up here in Cairns. I feel like I'm flying the shamanic woman craft flag up here and sort of holding the space for, you know, for Jane's work to sort of be blossoming in this area as well so um and I take that role quite seriously you know I'm I'm really passionate about that um but my work um so at during the last part of um our gatherings I had attended a few births and so I've always been called to do birth work um you know attending friends births and um and having my own home births as well for all of my children and just being so passionate about birth but always thought that I wasn't smart enough because I didn't want to go to uni and I didn't want to be a midwife because I it just didn't call me to have that kind of that kind of knowledge you know I knew that the knowledge I had about birth was was a bit different and um kind of in my heart more so you know um and I didn't want to work in a system a little bit of a rebel in that way. Um, so I had attended a few few births as an actual doula at, towards the end of our course and and then from there things have just grown for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm now, like it was only just yesterday that I had a someone want me to be their doula and I was I actually had to say no because I don't have space to take on another client for that month, you know. So when I look back at where I've journeyed in the last couple of years with my work, 
um, it amazes me that I've come this far. So, um, yes, I'm working. I call myself a birth keeper because I feel like one of my main roles is keeping birth sacred. And, you know, I'm the doula that's known at the at the Cairns Base Hospital that takes her drum in there and drums and chants. Often. <laughs> 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 And, and I'm okay with that <laughs> as well. I actually think it's really cool that um, that I get the opportunity to do that, but also that I get to share that in that space, you know. Um, so tell me about the first time doing that. How how was it for you? And I mean, you're you're in service to the family, but yeah, how was it on your yeah. part too for? <laughs> doing that and the midwives around (laughs) I actually yeah I don't really know how they reacted to it um you know because I'm often in there climbing on the bed doing rebozo and we doing all sorts of things so I suppose it for me it was just an extension of who I am and what I do but I I do remember you know one of the midwives saying to me wow no one's ever done that in here before and I was feeling a bit proud, you know, that I'd, I'd brought that into that space and that it was, to a certain degree, it was accepted. And, yeah, so now I take my drum each time. Not that I go to many hospital births anymore, but, I, um, yeah, I still take my drum <laughs> with mm, me. I reckon the midwives know. I just always feel that um, sense of they, you know, when you kind of come into those spaces with what they could probably think as quite woo-woo. Um, but, yeah, there's a, a knowing, I believe, with the midwives and a, a real connection and just acceptance of that and, yeah, you know, something, remembering. Oh, sorry, something funny that happened the other day is um, my eldest daughter, she's an MGP midwife at the Cairns base and she was up at the hospital and she was in the um, tea room and she's, when she walked in, one of the midwives, she didn't know them, but there were two midwives chatting and one of them said, oh, do you remember that time we had that surprise twin birth and that doula was in there banging her drum? (laughs) (laughs) And my daughter said, oh, that's my (laughs) mum. Oh, yay. Oh, love her. (laughs) Yeah. 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 What a beautiful imprint for them right, in part of that remembering, like just knowing that we're all in this together. You are listening to the School of Shamanic Womancraft podcast series with Ayla Myra. Subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. different ways you know to Mm. help the mother as well and the family yeah Mm. my yeah my work as a um a doula and birth keeper is really exciting and challenging and you know it forces me to grow all of the time and I just love that um there's you know there's nothing else that I'd rather be doing than my birth work and my work with women um you know, sometimes my partner says, oh, why don't you do something where there's a bit more of a 
consistent flow of money and you know you've got a bit more stability and um I just couldn't think of anything worse than going back to working in an office or um you know just for me right now I just know that my purpose is my birth work and um there's nothing else for me to do on the planet right now except be be a mum which is really important role as well but just in the area of of work it's um it's really beautiful to be in the space of knowing what my purpose is. F- finally, I know what my purpose is. Mm. Mm. And stepped into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I felt yeah. like, oh, that's a really funny thing too. Like when we went to, when we had the um, our camp out, our three-day camp out and spent that 10 days on Vision Quest down south, um, you know, I was calling in my purpose and and nothing was really clear but I knew that there was big change coming and the day I got back to work, um, I walked in because I worked with one of my best friends and she was a naturopath and she just burst into tears and said, I don't know what you did when you were away but th- I've had the biggest changes in my whole life and I'm changing my business and there won't be work for you here anymore because I know that there's other things you need to be doing and I need to be doing different things as well. So there was just this massive change that happened and I just knew that that's what I'd called in and I just needed to step straight in there. Oh, wow. And so what came up when you heard that straight away for you? Oh, I was so I was really shaken at first because, you know, that was kind of like my financial stability kind of area. But, um, yeah, as it happened at that point, some money came in from an inheritance and I I just knew that it was all perfectly aligned and I just needed to go with what my work was and, like, so much trust. I just had to keep stepping forward in trust and and I still do around that money and survival stuff you know it's um I just have to keep trusting and it's actually amazing (laughs) what's happening things are changing for me around money and you know we've we bought a house and I never thought that I would get the opportunity to do that and we manifested that you know in a yeah, in a short amount of time after um, I'd finished the course and I really believe so much of what I learnt was around just trusting my instinct but trusting that I'm going in the right direction because it's around purpose and serving others and, you know, it's for the higher good of all. Um, Yeah, so there's been massive changes and, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm in a awesome financial position but I've got more money flow than I've ever had in my life and I feel so empowered in that so um yeah big changes in that for me Mm. and so it how how do you feel you correlate that with like say the vision quest and what happened or you know with the journey of the school yeah, I think um, Tallulah really supported me around um, the money thing, you know, because it was had always been so in my in my face, like just 
I can't do that because of the money or this or that. And um, I knew that that was something I really wanted to shift. And, um, you know, she has such a beautiful way with that and just um, being with her and and some of the other women on the course that had obviously stepped through that veil, you know, and into other realms around that the flow of resources um yeah was was really supportive and I suppose it was it was just me really focusing on that and calling that into my life but also following my my heart's call as well and and Ayla I suppose it's just about me trusting you know that because I don't need a lot to live on like I live really simply but I seem to be doing all the things I want to do at the moment. So <laughs> I don't even know. It's like this magical realm that's opened up. I don't understand it, to be honest. <laughs> mm, yeah, beautiful. Portals of connection and manifestation. And I guess by just signing up for the school um, already, you have in some way um change that perception of money and I know that's one of the biggest things for a lot of us I mean I could barely afford to do it but the money just came and it just seemed to happen at the right time when I could pay it off so I guess already showing up to something like that already changes perceptions around money and where that goes and flows yeah, that's exactly right because it, it is a huge commitment, you know, thinking about, wow, I don't have it all right now but I just knew I had to be on that course and, um, yeah, there was nothing else I needed to do at that point except be there. So, yeah, that was the first step of trusting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And how do you feel with the um, birth keeping um during the past two years since the last gathering um how like how has that whole journey been for you like are, are, are you still like yeah like you know from that first birth to each time you roll up now to be in service how is that flowing for you yeah it's um you know it's constant change each birth is so different and each family and woman or birthing person needs so something different you know so I'm feeling like I'm activating within myself so much of the um my, the wisdom from my lineage but also from my life and my journey in my life where you know there's things that I learned a long time ago that I now bring forth and bring into my work so um it's it's forever changing and you know I've had some I've had some trauma too in that in that time you know like things really big things that have occurred and I think it's been so beautiful to have the support of the school during that time as well and to feel the bigger picture around things and to be to be able to reach out for support and be held um, in healing, you know, so that I can keep keep doing my work and healing as I go. Um, that's been a really special part of being connected with the school. And I think too, as a birth keeper, I, 
you know, I bring so much of um, the work that we did in the course into my um, teaching with the women, um, you know, teaching them about the rites of passage and the cycles of the moon. And so I incorporate all of that into into my work. So, um, yeah, there's such a wide spectrum of things that I bring and I'm always constantly being pushed to to know more and that you know the biggest part for me has been navigating the medical system and trusting birth in that system has been a real challenge for me um yeah so that's you know being um with women birthing by themselves or free birthing is you know that's like the other end of the spectrum and then home birth with midwives is kind of in the middle there and then but working in the hospitals is is the biggest challenge for me, just all that, the cult of the expert, you know, and the pressures of that. And um, because I never gave birth in hospitals myself and I've never really had much to do with hospitals, I've had a lot of, had to learn a lot about navigating that system. And, um, yeah, I've, I have felt really supported in that with the school as well. And also with my daughter as a midwife, you know, she's able to, support me in that too so um it's always exciting like every birth so different and so beautiful however it you know unfolds they're all amazing and I just I'm always so honored to just be invited into that space it's such an honor Mm. I bet you and your daughter have some great chats we do and you know sometimes it's a bit like oh my gosh we're talking about birth again you know (laughs) anything else we can talk about yeah (laughs) and um, exciting at the moment um we are sharing a client so we're both on call for a client she's in the mgp system birthing in the birth center in Cairns, and i'm her doula so we're going to work together on a birth um yay oh wow that's yeah and so mgp's midwife group program is that right midwifery group practice yeah so they do care with their women um yeah it's just a really beautiful um midwife-led um care it's beautiful Mm, wow all blessings to that birth and when when that time arises and for your time together there that'd be pretty special and um marnie my daughter she did the um she did that workshop with Jane and Judy, um, the five-day workshop they do for birth workers. So oh, she yeah. she has a really beautiful understanding of Jane's, you know, all the wisdom that's shared f- through the school. And um, so it's really nice that her and I can communicate on that level as well. Mm. And to just for a young midwife to see those other perspectives so important it's just so beautiful to see because she'll have she'll carry that through as she grows in her career and um into her own if she chooses to have children into her own journey so yeah it's so important Mm. so important to hold space for you know to witness those different perspectives and all the different ways of being but to and then to midwife that space in her Self, but in that career as well of um, working in, I guess, 
say the system um but being able to just bring in those different elements is really beautiful yeah really it it's really supporting her in lots of ways you know it's such a challenging job being a midwife in the system and she's um yeah she has said that she's really grateful that she's she has done some of that work you know so that she can yeah she can hold that when she's in that space Mm. thank you so much um i feel like if you want to share your website or anything with social do you have a website for the mama i've just recently launched a website it's mm-hmm. love, and it's mainly about my birth work on there um i'll also be putting on there soon all my shamanic craft things i do i run a six-day bush camp with another sister and we do that once a year called the wild woman's bush camp and that's up in the bush up past or up near mariba in north queensland and it's a really yummy earthy retreat or yeah just such a yummy time and yeah i do facilitate drum making as well and running some singing circles and just bringing that beat of the drum into this region has been a really big driving force for me and that was something too that came to me on Vision Quest is that that's something I needed to do and I think there's been 50 drums birthed um, in the last two years and maybe even more. I haven't actually kept count but it's just so exciting. The women up here is really starting to get into playing drum and circling and, you know, lots of women stepping out into leadership roles as well, which is exciting. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for holding the space up there for all the birthings. And, yeah, definitely in the show notes people can find your website and link to all your offerings. Oh, thanks, Ayla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, absolute pleasure to have you and, um, yeah, thank you and gratitude. Thank you so much. Oh, I did forget. (laughs) Um, I like to ask at the end is what wisdom would you like to impart to someone that's considering a four or eight seasons journey and, um, yeah, what would you like to say to that? I think that if you are, if you even have heard the call, listen, you know, listen, listen to that grandmother's voice because um, it's just the most beautiful place to step into and, you know, just creating that space for yourself to have space to understand your gifts and, and then to be held to bring them into the world is there's not many spaces that we can find that so if you're hearing the call i just say go for it because it's such a beautiful experience yeah for more information on today's inner review with photos and how to connect head over to schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com forward slash media forward slash podcast subscribe to our podcast via itunes and all good podcast players we are all in this together